Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to After the Fact. Welcome to After Fact here on Clamars Community Radio. It's our weekly trivia quiz game. And we're coming to you on Thursdays at 8 p.m. And also repeat the Sundays at 2. I'll just throw that out there. You're welcome anyway. My name is John Nolan. And I am your host for this evening, just like every other evening. Now let's go and meet tonight's teams. We've got a debutante on each team and a veteran on each team. So this should be... A real mix and match and balance battle. So, uh, right in front of me, a new person on the blue team tonight with the debutante, Mr. Lee Donahue. Good evening, Lee. Introduce yourself, please. How's it going? My name is Lee. I'm from Damore. I'm a student. Glad to be here. What are you studying, Lee? Uh, computer science. I'm taking a year off, though. So Okay. I have some time on my hands. How's that year been going? Good, so far. Good. Well, years off. Yeah. I can speak highly of them. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, Lee's teammate on the blue team is uh, returning for his first appearance in this series, Mr. Dan O'Malley. Good evening, Dan. Hello there. Yes, I'm Dan, originally from Mayo, but currently coming at you from uh, West Dublin, looking to be precise. And um, are you, you were a happy man there, maybe, Dan, on Sunday evening. Uh, Mayo had a big win, well, what, you know, and you're in Dublin, so maybe you could... You <laughs> that's, well, well, exactly, yeah. It was a good day all round. Uh, Nice win, and um, uh, didn't do too badly in the old interprovincial quiz either. That's true. We, we, we were going to wait till Paddy came on before we mentioned that. <laughs> uh, let's go across the table to the debutante on the red team. Uh, this is Mr. David Klein. Good evening, David. Good evening. The uh, veteran debut- debutante, you, you could say. You're still a rookie here, David. Yeah. <laughs> so you're okay. You're welcome anyway. And uh, David, um, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Your uh, yes, I'm, I'm originally from England, as you might gather, but um, uh, I'm a resident of Mayo for the past 22 years, so, so uh, you're, you're hopefully, gone hopefully adopted. You know. He was going around singing to win just once on Sunday night. Yeah, as well. I was, I was. <laughs> and David's teammate, uh, joining us by Skype uh, on the uh, red team, is another veteran of the series from last year, Mr. Paddy Duffy. Good evening, Paddy. Good evening, John. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, was I we'll supposed move on. to say something there? No, no, no. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Paddy Duffy. Uh, I'm 33. I'm a Scorpio. I like long walks on the beach. <laughs> That's lovely. That's your dating profile. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The final person we have to meet tonight is, of course, our robot scorekeeper, Clancy. Good evening, Clancy. Good evening, everyone. <laughs> Apparently, I was good enough last week to earn back my place at the top of the show. He's given me a job. Tonight's country is the Netherlands. So there you go. Tonight's country is the Netherlands. Okay, well, that's fine. Everyone's very, everyone's very flat on that. That's fine. Okay. Let's go on with the show, and we begin with round number one. We'll be starting with the red team tonight. Round one is our multiple choice round. In this round, I will give each player in turn a question with three possible answers, one of which is correct, two are wrong. If they give me the right answer on their own, they earn for their side two points. If they need to confer with their teammate, they can do so, but they will only be up for one point at that stage. 
If they give me the wrong answer, though, it will go across. The other side will get the two remaining options to choose between, and they can get one bonus point for that. David, which of these cities is defined in the Dutch constitution as the country's capital city? Your options are A, The Hague, B, Amsterdam, or C, Rotterdam. Hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> so, which of these three countries is defined officially in the Dutch constitution as the country's capital city? Is it A, The Hague, B, Amsterdam, or C, Rotterdam? Yeah, the, the uh, well, Amsterdam is, is the kind of popular choice, but... Um, I'm kind of uh, leaning against that one. Um, maybe uh, I'll, I'll ask my. Okay, he's going to confer, right? So, Paddy, you're in. So, uh, okay. you're now uh, conferring between uh, you. Which of those three cities is officially defined in the Dutch Constitution as the country's capital city? Well, I think David's right to be suspicious of Amsterdam mm-hmm. because I think the legal capital. Uh, in many ways of of the Netherlands, I think is the Hague. So that's the answer I would go for. Yeah, that was the one I was. Is that what you're going to. for? Yeah, I okay. think we'll go for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> uh, uh, the Hague is not defined in the Dutch constitution as the nation's capital city. So across we go. Uh, blue team could get one bonus point to start off. Remaining options are Amsterdam or Rotterdam. Well, now. God, it could hardly be Rotterdam, could it? I mean, obviously it's known as a big port, but... I was going to go I for mean, The Hague I... as well, so maybe Amsterdam could be... Yeah, a... see, we all had the Golden. exact same thoughts. It, we had that, you know, that crafty Nolan trying to try to trick us straight out of the gate. <laughs> but surely it's not The Hague, so it must be Amsterdam. It has to be, doesn't it? Yeah, I agree. Just, just go for it. You've there gone go. for it. Oh, Nolan, you double bluffer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah the Amst- Amsterdam is officially the capital city of the Netherlands, um, I believe, as it is the residence of the monarch. But it is defined in the Constitution, so there's no arguing about it. The government does sit in The Hague, but that doesn't count Mm. for the Constitution. Okay, cross we go to Lou team, and Lee is here. So, again, Lee, you're going to go first, all right? History question, Lee. Philip the Good, 1396 to 1467, is often referred to as the father of the Netherlands. Under his reign, he created an estates general for the Netherlands based on the French model. Philip was the Duke of which territory? Your options are Burgundy, B is Braganza, or C is Berry. So which of those territories was Philip the Good the Duke of? Is it A, Burgundy, B, Braganza, or C, Berry? Um, I'm not fully sure. Um, I'm going to go with A, Burgundy. Is good for two points. Excellent. Well done. done. Yes, he was indeed, full title, Philip the Good, Duke of Burgundy. Three points on the board already for the blue team. Cross we go. Paddy, mm-hmm. here's your question. Which musician, who in 2012 was voted the number one in a Guitar World magazine reader's poll for the 100 greatest guitarists of all time, was born in Amsterdam in January of 1955? Your options are A... Jan Ackerman, B, Joe Satriani, or C, Eddie Van Halen? Right. Well, I know Eddie Van Halen is a guitarist, and Van Halen sounds like a suspiciously Dutch name, and I think he wasn't, despite having spent most of his career in America, I think he was born there. So I'll go for uh, C, Eddie Van Halen. He's correct. 
No double bluffs got you that time. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and across we go. The final question around goes to Dan. Are you ready, Dan? The Netherlands is home All to the Netherlands is home to several large multinationals. Which of them, the largest company in the Netherlands by revenue, was also the largest company in the world until 2009? As of today, it has fallen to seventh place. Your options are A. Heineken, B. Royal Dutch Shell, or C. Koninklijke Philips. Hmm. So, my inkling is towards the middle one. The line cut out for a moment. Royal Dutch Shell, isn't that what you said? That's right. The middle so option. A is Heineken, B is Royal Dutch Shell, and C is Koninklijke Philips. Yeah, I mean, when you asked the question, even before you read out the options, the two things I had in my head were Shell and Phillips. Now, it's a company that was top of the heap until fairly recently and then fallen in value, that seems to fit with Shell because I know they've been having a rough time what with uh, you know, the decline of fossil fuels and all the various controversies they've been in, involved in. So listen, I'm just going to take a punt. I'll go with Royal Dutch Shell. Yes, it's correct. It's good for two points. Uh, yes, for the record, um, Royal Dutch Shell, the largest Dutch company. Uh, Philips are seventh out of te- top ten, and Heineken is number ten in the top ten in terms of revenue, Dutch companies. Okay, that brings the end of round one, and let's pop over to Clancy, and we see how the scores stand. Blue to five points, red to two points. So it's a five point two lead for the blue team. Okay, on we go to round number two. This is our connections round. In this round, the team that is in in control will be offered two pieces of information if they can tell me what links them to tonight's country they get three points they can however ask for a third and then a fourth piece of information but they will be playing for two and one points respectively if they do a wrong answer at any point we'll see all four pieces of information offered across for a potential one point bonus we start with the team that is trailing that is the red team so uh, Paddy and David your first two pieces of info are Curaçao and Saint Martin. Okay, so <laughs> Curaçao is one of the the famous ABC islands in the Caribbean: Aruba, Bonaire, and Curaçao. And Saint Martin is also in the Caribbean. Um, it's Saint Martin or Saint Martin, based on uh, what part of the island you're you're in. But they are certainly both. Caribbean islands um, or a sort of Dutch but they're also crucially they're Dutch mm, territories yeah, Dutch so I reckon I reckon that ought to be our punt because I reckon what will come up next will be like Aruba or Suriname yeah, or something Suriname, like that so yeah. I would say I would say we should go for a punt now and say something like yeah Dutch territories or Dutch sort of um, Dutch owned overseas areas yeah, I will prompt on that. There's something more definitive than I need you to something say. Something more, something more definitive than uh, islands that are owned by the Netherlands, owned yes. or run or sort of are, are um, more definitive colonies of the Dutch crown. Or... Oh, you're now one more go. You're very warm. So now, yes, it wasn't there. Um, they're just kind of with their members, relatives, or sort of members of the royal family born there, or something like that. I think. No, no, you're getting colder now. 
I'll give you one um, more goal. They're properties of the Dutch Crown. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, I don't know what the I don't know what the magic word you like it, but like dependencies yeah. of the Dutch Crown or Crown territories of of the Netherlands or so Dutch overseas. Oh, all uh, right, all right, all right. You're a good man, Jim. You're a good man. I'll be generous. Just keep saying words until you have the next uh, I'll be I've been living in London long enough, obviously. That's, I figured it would work eventually. But four clues in full. Curaçao, St. Martin, Aruba, mm. and the Netherlands. Now, head of state. I'm being generous because uh, officially they are the four constituent countries of the Kingdom of the Netherlands. Okay. So the Netherlands oh, I see. Right. is a country in Europe, but the Kingdom of the Netherlands is actually four countries, albeit 98% of it is the country of the Netherlands. However, I'm being generous tonight, so I'm giving you that. Okay. Over we go. Blue team. Brabantian and Limburgish. Hmm. Can you spell that first one first, John? Sure thing. B-R-A-B-A-N-T-I-A-N. Brabantian. Brabantian and Limburgish. Limburgish. Hmm. The only thing I would say, Lee, is that Limburg is a province of the Netherlands. So Limburgish sounds awfully like either maybe a local dialect that's spoken there, or maybe it's just a name for people from Limburg. Yes. So Brabantine, I I don't know now. So I would reckon what he's going after is either maybe dialects of Dutch, or maybe you know regional names for people from the various regions of yeah. Netherlands. So I don't know it's kind of a straight 50-50 do you feel lucky basically or should we go for another clue um, I'm not I don't or mind. should I'm we not... just do what should we just do what the red team did and just guess about six times until we said everything we could be here for in a while we did guess the same thing about six times instead of different combinations hey don't make me regret what happened <laughs> uh, what do you reckon Lee um, I don't really mind what do you think I'll go with your gut well does the does the dialect ones that sound yeah, that sounds sounds, sounds pretty close, I'd say. All right, John, we'll guess that. So, local dialect spoken in the Netherlands. Oh. Okay, well, I'll be generous again. <laughs> I was actually looking for dialects of Dutch. Oh. Your four clues would be Brabantian, Limburgish, West Flemish, which is actually spoken in Belgium, and Afrikaans would have been mm. the fourth clue. Yeah. They are basically dialects or daughter languages of the Dutch language. But now I think everyone's happy and everyone's equal and all of these things. <laughs> well okay. I will never talk about it again. <laughs> Back over we go, red team. Next question. First two pieces of info are brimstone and control. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Brimstone and control. Uh of oh, f- uh, f- uh, fire and brimstone. I suppose yeah. that's gonna. Control. That's a that's a Joy Division song, isn't it? Um, hmm. How any of these relate to, to Holland or the Netherlands? Um, Brimstone, uh, unless that means something in Dutch, maybe. Um, control. Maybe these are. I wonder. Are these words? Like they, these are things that we know in Dutch that are they're direct English translation or something. Um, yeah. Brimstone. I'm I'm struggling to get a thread here, David. So I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, no, you're, you're doing well. For you're another doing clue, well. perhaps. Yeah, exposition. I'd I'd say so. Yeah, because um, 
Yeah, I mean, when you think of control, you think of football, really, don't you? <laughs> Can I offer you gentlemen a third clue? I think Was maybe. It, do you think it might be something to do with football, David? Um, nothing really um, hits me from from that. Uh, you know, it's just it's just um, the kind of Dutch way. But um, I'm, I suppose I'm kind of thinking Sturm und Drang or something like that. You know, it's. Uh, oh yes, yeah. Um, mm. I'd say, uh, I'd, I, I think we'd probably, probably need kick ourselves else. if we if we guess for something and 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 the third clue. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think, I think we bit, need. Yeah, let, let's let's play it safe this time and, and yeah. uh, okay. see what see what the next clue. Third is, clue coming up. So we have brimstone, control, and speed. Brimstone, control, speed. Uh, well, nothing the, the to do with skating, is, is it? Nothing to do with what, sorry? Skating. Speed skating, control skating. Brimstone. Well-known brimstone yeah, skating. Brimstone yeah, skating, brimstone yeah. skating. Brimstone skating, yeah. Well, That's like curling. There is, a, there, there, is a, there is some <laughs> sort of big, long, uh, I think it's some sort of like frozen ice hmm. race got in Holland, isn't there? But, I mean, it could be, it could, it could be some sort of like... Something to do with like total football or something. It's yeah, like that, that was my some first. Some sort of Rainus Michael kind of, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, rules for total football the, the, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the attributes it's very hard of a to... total footballer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so, shall we go for the next clue just to sort of I, see if I it, think so? Yeah. Get some yeah. Point <laughs> yeah we're, not, we're not really getting any. I have a feeling the uh, that the house of cards you're building is about to tumble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. Fourth clue is a fragile brimstone control. Speed and Robocop. Uh. Ah, okay, right. Well, that uh, yes, one house of cards is has <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's up, definitely gone. I, yeah. I think another one we can we can build there. See if you just put showgirls in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I so I reckon yes. Yeah, so these are well, Robocop was directed by Paul Verhoeven. So so let's be prosaic yeah, and say yeah. that these are all films directed by uh, Dutch. by Dutch directors. Yeah. Mm. Very good. That's exactly right. Well Gets you one point. Okay. They were in, let me see reverse order, Robocop, 1987, Paul Verhoeven, as uh, Paddy said, Speed, 1994, mm. Jan de mm. Control, Paddy mentioned Joy Division, and it is a biopic of Ian oh, Curtis, wow. the Joy Division sing, uh, singer, mm. and it's uh, directed by Anton Corbin. Um. 2007. And Brimstone, the most recent film on there, is a Western horror from two years ago, directed by Martin Kuhlhoven. Cool. Starring Guy Pierce. <laughs> right. Across we go. Blue team. First two pieces of info for you are Slaughtered Ox and The Anatomy Lesson of Dr. Nicholas Tulp. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Does either of those things mean anything to you at all? Um, no, it doesn't. Nothing springs to mind straight away. Uh, slaughtered I mean, ox, I something to do with a national dish, maybe. I, well, I don't know. Um, John, can you read them out again? Sure thing. Slaughtered ox, and the anatomy lesson of Doctor Nicholas Tulp, T U L P. I don't know about slaughtered ox, but that second one sounds like the name of a painting. You can imagine a, a you know a painting titled that. So maybe Painted by analogy artist. with their the other team's question, maybe this is you know paintings by Dutch artists. But that's, you know, maybe I'm stretching a little bit and maybe we should play a little bit safe and go for another one since yeah, you really so. don't know. Yeah. 
Let's... Okay. Um, another clue, please, John. Okay, we've got Slaughter Docks. The anatomy lesson of Dr. Nicholas Tulp. Third clue, Belshazzar's Feast. Well, that was no help at all. Um, at least not to me. Yeah, uh, Lee. Any more? Uh, what you reckon? Does that sound like it could be a painting? Yeah, they all sound like paintings of of what they say they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got slaughter docks. docks, though. I mean, that, that that doesn't sound like something you'd want hanging on your wall. In <laughs> Might win a turn mm. prize. To play it safe or to not. Listen, will we just go one more clue? Yeah, I think we will. It's two. We're ahead. We don't have to take too many risks. All right. Here we go. For one point now. Slaughter Docks, The Anatomy Lesson of Dr. Nicholas Tulp, Belshazzar's Feast, and The Militia Company of District 2 under the command of Captain Franz Bannock, also known as The Night Watch. The Night Watch. (laughs) There you go. Well, that's it then. So it is Dutch painting. So obviously the last one by Rembrandt. But uh, rather than tie ourselves to, to specific shall we just say, artworks by Dutch artists. Okay, yeah, I think you're right. I need to prompt. All right. Oh, um, I need to prompt for specific. Paintings by Dutch artists. No, no, no. And if you look for something even more specific, paintings yes. by Rembrandt. <laughs> well done. That is correct. Well done. They are all paintings by Rembrandt van Rijn. Slaughtered Ox is a still life of a hanging carcass in a butcher. <laughs> uh, the anatomy lesson of Dr. Nicholas Tulp is exactly what it says on the yeah. tin. Uh, Belshazzar's Feast mm-hmm. is a biblical painting and mm-hmm. The Night Watch would be one of his most famous paintings there. Okay, so that gets one point for the blue team and that brings it around two to close. Let's go and check on the scores with Clancy. Blue team nine points, red team six points. So it's uh, a three-point lead for the blue team. Okay, we're going to go straight on to round three. Our ever-popular music round. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's more popular remotely. Yeah. <laughs> so here we go. Um, unlike last week, when I had to resort to four songs by one artist, <laughs> so I could do a Greek music round. Tonight we have a full round from the untouchable Dutch, Dutch canon of music. Yeah. Okay, so here we go. We're going to start with the team that's trailing. That is the red team in this round. They will hear a piece of music. They get a point for being able to identify the artists and the song title. So need both for one point. And then there will be two subsequent questions on the song as well. Worth a point each. Any wrong answers will see it offered across for potential bonus. So red team, here is the first piece of music for you. Okay, there we go. So that's the piece of music for you now. Red team, uh, artist and song title, please. Well, I was, I don't know about you, David, but I was, yeah. I was fist pumping my way through that uh, <laughs> no. in, in, entire clip there. Um, but uh, do you know what it is? Or um, I know it's a ripoff of a, <laughs> an earlier one. Um, yes, yeah. Um, well, the, although, although the Venga Airways was a bit yeah. of a clue, yeah. uh, the song was uh, was by the Venga Boys, and uh, we're, we're going to Ibiza. Ibiza, that's it, yeah. Correct. Yeah. 
Okay. Sort of well done. European. Good Venga Boys knowledge there. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've got two questions for you on the Venga Boys. Uh, number one. Excellent. This was a number nine hit in Ireland in 1999. One of six songs by the group that reached the top ten here. What was the name of the first of those, which got to number three in 1998 and was also the title track of the group's debut album? Was that anything to do with dogs? Dogs? I think, uh, I think, I think that's the Baja man you're thinking of. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, this is, oh, this, is, this is tough because I would have thought, I thought that the first song, the first Venga Boy song out was, was Up and Down. The Patio. Which is, as far as, it, well, from what I remember, I think that was the first big song that they had. There are certainly bigger ones that came after that. But my instinct actually was, yeah, that Up and Down, which sort of sounded a bit like a, it was like a aerobics sort of workout kind of thing. Um, is that what you're going to play? Let's, yeah, because, because of course, John Nolan like is famous for his argue. double bluffs. No, uh, not I'll not go for that. something more popular. <laughs> I'll go with my instinct, I think, David, if that's okay. I, I, I and think, let's say I that think it's a good instinct. That <laughs> it was up and down. Brilliant. <laughs> well done. Excellent. Yes, taking off the God, debut album. The up books. and down. Up and down. Yes. Okay. Your second question. The group's follow-up single to Up and Down was their biggest hit in Ireland. Most people refer to it by its subtitle, The Vengabus. But what is its actual proper title? Most people not being me. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Oh God! It's oh, it's it's called. Uh, it, it, is it called? We like to party because they say that quite prominently in there. <laughs> Excellent. Just, he's gone and clean. Thank swept. you for yeah. thank you for for not letting me talk myself out of that. No, day. no. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> clean sweep on the Venga bus or the Venga boys. Ah, ah, excuse myself. Okay, cross we go to uh, Lee and uh, Dan. Here's your first piece of music. <laughs> Right, there we go. That's uh, the second piece of music for the blue team, Lee okay. and Dan. Do you know the song, Dan? Absolutely not. How about you? Um, <laughs> I think I've heard it. It could be by the KLF. I can't think of the name of the song at all, though, is the problem. Uh, I don't think their Dutch is the only slight yeah, fly in that It sounds familiar to another song I know of. Oh. I mean, the only thing it reminds me of, and I think these guys are Dutch, is uh, Two Unlimited. Yeah, that's that could be right. reasonably sure they're Dutch. It's the same kind of, you know, nineties techno, whatnot. Yeah. Um, mind you, the only song in theirs I know is No Limit. I'm not sure if it's that's it, but I, I would have thought. I think you're least probably right, but it could be them. There. I think it is them. Um, Do you know any other Two Unlimited songs? I uh, don't think I'll. None are coming to mind. I think it is by Two Unlimited, though. Okay, then. Well, all right. I suppose we just have to guess, then, because uh, nothing else we can do. All right, then. John will say Two Unlimited, No Limit. Oh, I think we knew that wasn't No Limit. No, I think. Uh, unlucky. <laughs> unlucky. Offering and cross. 
David. Yes. Buddy. Well, yeah, two unlimited sort of left out at me as well. But apart from yeah, no limit and and you're ready for this, uh, mm. which it also didn't sound like. Not, not entirely, um, no. I'm not. I'm not, and I couldn't even really pick up any sort of no. any lyrics there. Really, I wasn't really kind of. Um, I didn't really sort of catch any of them. Oh God, let's come up with something. There's. Um, We're all on the what is sort of nowhere. Something like. <laughs> Was that, did I hear something like up the tempo or something like that? Maybe is that maybe what it's called? Is that your answer? Unlimited? <laughs> what do you think, David? Could you hear anything other? I, than, I, than I didn't catch any words. <laughs> yeah, there weren't let's, really yeah, any words let's say, yeah, no. up, up the tempo by um, two unlimited. Yeah. Up the tempo. I'm afraid that's incorrect. No one noticed the tribal drums there uh, in the intro to Tribal Dance by Two Unlimited. Mm. Uh-huh. Their second biggest hit in Ireland. Right, across the back we go to uh, Lee and yep. Dan. You've got two subsequent questions. You're definitely getting this one. <laughs> what is the name of the group's only number one hit in Ireland? <laughs> Doing, achieving that in 1993. I think it's safe to go okay. with your first answer. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. No Limit. No Limit is correct. Well done. And uh, I'm going to stick with No Limit because it was easier to ask a question about it than Tribal Dance. A comedian called Irene Moores topped the Dutch charts for six consecutive weeks with a cover of No Limit by Two Unlimited in 1995. This cover was credited as a duet featuring Irene and the Phrygian cap-wearing characters from which long-running Dutch TV series? I oh think I know, not that I know the song, but the mention of the Phrygian cap, that those are the, the hats worn by the Smurfs. So I, and I know, the Smurfs had various musical hits over the years. <laughs> so if you're happy, Lee, let's... Should we just go with the Smurfs? Yeah, I think we should. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yes, that was a... I haven't got that cover to hand, but we should look it up. Irene Moore and the, Moore's and the Smurfs cover of No Limit <laughs> by Two Unlimited. Okay. Well, you got two points out of that now, Let's. So that worked out okay. Right, back over we go to the red team for your next piece of music. Here it comes. There you go. So, what's the uh, artist and song title there, please? Yeah, that's uh, a, a classic staple of the uh, songs on a compilation album to get your da on Father's Day because he likes <laughs> raving and things, isn't it? Um, it's that's David. Do you know this, or or will I do the honors? Uh, yeah, I, I think I'll let you. <laughs> it sounds doorsish, is it? Grand. It's yeah. It's it's Radar Love by Golden Earring. Oh, yes, well. it is. Radar Love by Golden Earring. Correct. Two questions on that. Golden Earring was formed in 1961 in The Hague by 13-year-old George Coymans and his 15-year-old neighbour, Renus Gerritsen. They changed their name to Golden Earrings when they discovered that the name they had originally chosen for the group was already in use by another band. What was this name? And I'll give you a clue. The other group involved were from the UK and their biggest hit was the uh, UK and US number one song, Telstar. Oh, that's uh, The Shadows, is it? 
No, I think it was, uh, it was Joe Meek's crowd. I think it was the Tornadoes they were called. It was Telstar. Is that, that um, you're right in the sense that it could be the Shadows because it's, it was instrumental, but I think oh, they right. were called the Tornadoes for Telstar. Is that your answer? Go with that. Are you happy with that, David? Yeah, yeah. Correct. They were at the... So yeah, Golden Earring. I can see John's body language. Originally, the <laughs> <laughs> they were originally called the Tornadoes. Okay. Second question: Radar Love was a major hit all over the world in 1973. However, its number 13 placing on the US Hot 100 chart was actually eclipsed by a different track released by the group nine years later in 1982. What is the name of this song? A name it shares with a US horror fantasy TV series to which the song pays tribute. And it reached number 10 on the US charts, this particular one. Uh, I sort of feel like I might recognise it if I heard it, but um, I guess sci- American sci-fi series, I guess the Twilight Zone hmm. leaps out at me. And I sort of feel like there is, I vaguely have heard of a, of a rock song called the Twilight Zone. Can't really think of a better option, to be honest, David. Yeah, I don't know what you yeah. think. I can't think of many other... American fantasy series. What was it? Fantasy horror. Fantasy horror. Yeah. Fantasy not, horror. Not of that era, anyway. The, yeah. The recent phenomenon. The Twilight Zone certainly fits that description, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Well, does, we go Twilight Zone. I think so, yeah. Okay, you're going Twilight Zone? Oh, and good. it's correct. Well done. Okay, final piece of music is for Lee and Dan. And here it is. Song number four. There we go. Massive worldwide hit, that one. But what's it called and who's it by? Well, I'm on Skype, so you can't see my utterly blank stare at this moment. (laughs) Well, they can see mine. (laughs) I mean, other than Radar Love, this is not a great advert for Dutch music. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) It's a poor canon. Any uh, any stabs in the dark, even? I've heard it, but I don't don't have a clue, to be honest. It's awful. Um, Yeah. He sounds so familiar. It does, and I'm, we're kind of at the stage where I, I, I'd be hesitant to even kind of make any wild stabs at it because we're unlikely to get the song title. <laughs> yeah. if, we, if we half guess, that might give the Reds, you know, something to pick up on. So, uh, shall we just pass? I think we should. You, yeah, I've no, I've okay. That's fine. Over we go, David and Paddy. Um, I well, think I have the title, Paddy. Yeah, well, I, I was, well, you can't see me on Skype either, but I was having a bit of a bop to that because I think oh, yeah. it was on the same dodgy CD that I had Radar Love on. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. Who knew Paddy had so, the, so, Dutch, what, what, the top Dutch tunes of all time compilation? Um, yeah. <laughs> so what, what do you think What do you I'm, think the title is? I think it's um, Una Paloma Blanca, is it? Something like that? Yeah, I think it, yeah, I think it is Una Paloma Blanca as well. And yeah. I think... It, this is stuck in my mind because, for well, for reasons that I won't give away until the <laughs> rest of the questions are done. But I think this is by the George Baker selection. No, that that bit I didn't know. Okay, is that your what you're playing? Yeah, well, we play that. I think, yeah, it, I think certainly I think on the on that dodgy CD. Together, I think it yeah. had it listed as the George Baker selection. <laughs> is correct. <laughs> well oh wow! <laughs> yeah, George Baker selection there with 
Paloma Blanca, also known as Una Paloma Blanca. All right, you still have two questions to go on that, Blue Team. So, Lee and Dan. The George Baker Selection's other worldwide hit, Little Green Bag, re-entered the charts in several countries in 1992, including becoming number one in Japan. This was in the wake of it being featured on the soundtrack of which film of that year? Ah, this one I do know. Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs. And your final question. British scrumpy and western group. Yes, that is their genre. The Wurzels had a number three hit in the UK in 1976 with a song which used this exact tune but paired it with some new lyrics. What was the name of that song? Ooh. I can only think of two Wurzel songs. Um, One of them is I've Got a Brand New Combine Harvester which takes its tune from I've Got a Brand New Pair of Roller Skates. The other one is, I think it's called I Am a Cider Drinker. <laughs> so, just, unless Lee, you have any other wild No, I think we'll go with that. It's... Okay. Is that what you're playing? Yes. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> hey, Don't doubt your knowledge of the scrumpy and western yeah. genre, Dan. <laughs> right, that's the end of round three. We're about to take our ad break, but let's quickly pop over to Clancy for how the score stand. Blue team 13 points. Red team 13 points. Oh, they're dead level as we go into the break. We'll be back in about two, three minutes' time. Please do not go away. Thank you for tuning in tonight. This is After the Fact, the weekly trivia quiz game here on Clamaris Community Radio. I'm John Nolan, your host, and tonight the contestants are facing off in a series of questions all about the Netherlands. They are on the blue team, Lee Donahue and Dan O'Malley on 13 points. Level with the red team, which is David Klein and Paddy Duffy also on 13 points. Right, let's get on with round four. This is our 20 questions round. In this round, a team that's in will be asked a question. They have up to one minute to answer it. If they get it right, they get a point, but they also get to keep control of the game, which means they get the next question. This can continue until at most five in a row have been answered correctly at which point they will have to give control of the game away, but they will get a bonus sixth point for that achievement. A wrong answer at any point, though, will see it offered, that question offered across for a potential bonus, and the other side will be in and will get the next question. Ordinarily, we start with the team that's trailing, but they are level, so we've tossed a coin there in the outbreak, and the blue team have won the coin toss. So, blue team, here's the first question for you. Schiphol Airport, the primary hub for Dutch flag carrier KLM, and the third busiest airport in Europe is located nine kilometres to the southwest of which Dutch city? Well, it's Amsterdam, surely, isn't it? Yeah, I think it must be. We go with that. Okay, Amsterdam. That's correct. Nice one to get you off and moving. Question two. The Dutch East Indies, the Netherlands' largest colony, came under the administration of the Dutch government in the year 1800. Following World War II, Local nationalists declared independence and fought a four-year-long revolution to secure it, with the Netherlands formally recognising which modern-day country on December the 27th, 1949? I would reckon that's Indonesia. What do you think? Yeah, let's go for that. Okay, Indonesia. No better idea. Indonesia is also correct. Question three. In which sport did the Netherlands defeat Ireland 6-0? in the World Cup Final of 2018. Well, obviously we all remember the great exploits of the the ladies' hockey team uh, made it all the way to the final. 
and unfortunately to be met with uh, the clear <laughs> <laughs> women's hockey might of the Netherlands. So, uh, yeah, ladies hockey. Very good. That's right. That's three in a row. Okay, here comes number four. What form of punishment was abolished in the Netherlands criminal law in 1870 after the States General recognised it as, quote, cruel and rude, end quote? <laughs> okay. Possibly, I'm not sure, uh, electrocution or hanging or beheading. Well, I don't know. John, you said what form of punishment, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'm, I'd be thinking it's not execution because, okay. okay, execution is the ultimate rudeness, if you like. <laughs> um, but maybe it's something like flogging or, you know, something that's a punishment, but. Public shaming. And yeah. it's cruel, but it's not, you know, fatal. So it could be caning, yeah. It could be. Let's think, we're talking 1870, so what, what kind of punishments were meted out in the 19th century and earlier? Some, something like flogging, because that's. That has a long history in in quite a few countries. Not sure if the Dutch were into it, but yeah. Unless you've a, let's let's go for a strong conviction. <laughs> All right, we'll say flogging. Okay. <laughs> Fred, that is incorrect. Oh. So over go. You're going to get the next question, Red Team, but you can get a bonus there. Okay. What form of punishment was abolished in the Netherlands criminal law in 1870 after the States General recognised it was quote cruel and rude. So uh, I was thinking flogging too, actually. Yeah, um, yeah. I, maybe it's something it public, like some sort yeah, of like public, the, like public stocks that's or something. What I, was think, I was thinking stocks myself, actually, because just the the cruelness and the rudeness, you know, it's a, it's a yeah, different, different yeah, combination. Sort of, yeah, it's a bit sort of humiliating, it's, isn't it? It's more so it's humiliation like a, it than pain, that. isn't it? There's uh, only a bonus now. Oh, okay, so yeah. So we'll, we'll yeah. say so stocks. Let's, well, we yeah. go for that then. Yeah, we'll say stocks. Well, uh, Dan uh, and Lee had it, but they talked themselves out of it. It is the, the death penalty, the ultimate rudeness. Oh, it is rude. Oh, my goodness. So, yes, they oh, wow. Okay. They outlawed <laughs> the death penalty in 1870 and said it was cruel and rude. Hmm. Okay, so control is passed over now to the red team, David and Paddy. Okay. Which city, the capital of the province of Limburg, gave its name to the treaty, signed there on February the 7th, 1992, which brought about the creation of the European Union? It's well, not Utrecht, uh, is it? Oh, Maastricht. No, I think it's Maastricht. Maastricht. Yeah, it's Maastricht. Yeah. Maastricht. It is, yes, Maastricht. Very good. Next question. Ethics, a work that opposed Descartes' philosophy of mind-body dualism, is considered the magnum opus of which philosopher, born in Amsterdam in 1632, it was published posthumously in the year of his death at the age of just 44. Who was that? Hmm. Ah, I'm 50-50 here. Um, sounds a bit late for Erasmus, does it? That's what I was thinking, yeah. I th my thought is that it might be Spinoza. Yeah. I, I, was I think, your, yeah, I think I Erasmus 50 -50? was a bit earlier. Yeah. So will we, yeah, will we go for Spinoza? I, I think so, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. That's well a good done. one. Well yes, indeed. Whew. Baruch Spinoza is your answer there. Very good. Next question. Who was the most recent Dutchman to win one of cycling's Grand Tour? He achieved this by taking the 2017 Giro d'Italia title. Nope. 
not, I'm, uh, not my sport. No. <laughs> I'm not up on my not not up on my cyclists at all at all. Um, I mean, we may as well just. Do you have any inkling at all, I David? Don't no? really. Um, um, unless we just sort of go for a, a van go for a sort of generic sort of a <laughs> sort of a name Van, van Hire <laughs> <laughs> sounds as good as anything yeah let's go for that yeah I think no one is surprised to hear <laughs> the wrong noise so across we go blue team are getting control but they can get a bonus here as well what is the name of the Dutchman who is the most recent citizen of that country to win one of cycling's Grand Tour doing so when he captured the 2017 Giro d'Italia this isn't my strong suit how are you just cyclists <laughs> not uh, too no good mine. it looks like we've got four non-cycling fans here <laughs> any inkling at all uh, I honestly don't know I've, that's a difficult one yeah um, well, I think you, we're you getting the, the same tactic course, so guess can... a random Dutch surname um <laughs> Let's go with, uh, just for fun, someone famous from another sport. Because you never know, he might have other sporty relatives. Van Basten. Okay, Van Basten. Oh, no. <laughs> Your man there is Tom Dumoulin. One of the best mm. cyclists in the world, Tom Dumoulin. All right, your next question, you have it. The Netherlands hosts several intergovernmental organisations and international courts, many of which are centred in which city, the capital of the province of South Holland, which has consequently been dubbed the world's legal capital. Well, I think that's The Hague, isn't it? Because the International Criminal Court surely is one of the organisations he's referring to, and that's that's based in The Hague. Yeah, I think that's safe. That sounds yeah. that sound plausible, yeah? Yeah. Okay, then. We'll go with The Hague. Yes, yeah. sorry. Yes, The Hague has come in at last for you. <laughs> <laughs> it was tried earlier, but there it is. That's the point. Okay, next one. It's another sports question. What surname is shared between... Two Dutch Formula One racing drivers. The father starred, started 106 races between 1994 and 2003, whilst the son became the youngest winner of a Formula One Grand Prix in history in 2016. Oh, isn't that Verstappen? He's Dutch, isn't he? Max Verstappen is the son, I think, and then Jos Verstappen, the dad. Yeah, let's go for it. Okay. Looks like Lee is concurring. <laughs> <laughs> it's correct. Yes, and you were, were exactly right what you said there. You yeah, got Max uh, Verstappen currently in Formula One, and his dad was Jos Verstappen in the 90s. All right, next question for you. Prior to the accession of King Willem Alexander in 2013, the throne of the Netherlands had not had a male occupant since 1890. How many queens had reigned in that intervening 123 years? I think there might be a bit of guesswork here. <laughs> What's I your knowledge of so. the Dutch monarchy well, like? Not the a, question not is, are, I'd like are, it to do be. we reckon that there's, there's a lot of long-serving, you know, Elizabeth II type queens? Because, I mean, Beatrix, I guess, is the, the one that springs instantly to mind. She ruled for quite a long time, didn't she? So maybe you're on there, might have been a few, there might have been a few Edward VIII's in there as well. You never know. So p- pick a number, Lee. I've, I really have no inkling, but How many? you reckon? Occupied, how many women occupied the throne of the Netherlands from 1890 to 2013? Maybe three, four, which do you think, Dan? Well, listen, they say three is the magic number, so we just go for that. Let's. You're going for three? Yeah. Yes. It's exactly right. Nice. (laughs) Nice. For the record, they were all long serving. 
Wilhelmina, 1890 to 1948. That's her reign now, not even her years. <laughs> Juliana took over, 1948 to 1980. And then Beatrix was her daughter, 1980 to 2013. Pretty amazing. Okay, that is, let me see, three in a row. So here comes number four. In which World Cup, sorry, in the World Cup of which sport did Ireland defeat the Netherlands by 307 to 306 in 2011? Well, now, I mean, well, surely it has to be something like cricket. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Because there's not many sports where you get score lines like that. That's what I was thinking, yeah. You go with your inklings, so I mean, if you want. Can we, well, yeah, we've got a minute, so we might as well use the time. Yeah. Do you think of any other <laughs> any other sports? I can't think of any with such high points. Run down, run down the clock. Let's yeah. be tactical. <laughs> um, I suppose he keeps going until 20 questions have been asked anyway. But are there Ooh. any other sports, though, I mean, where you get score lines at 300 plus? No, none come to my mind anyway. Only cricket, possibly. Or... Okay, 20 seconds left on the clock. Not the EK. All right, apparently. To heck with it. Let's just go cricket. You're going cricket. And well done. It's well correct. Done. Okay, that's four. So this is for your potential fifth in a row and the bonus point. Part of the war of the first coalition. By what unusual method did the French revolutionary forces capture the Dutch Republican fleet at anchor near the port of Den Helder on the 23rd of January 1795? unusual method hmm what could that mean that's a tough one so I'll read it again part of the war of the first coalition by what unusual method did French revolutionary forces capture the Dutch Republican fleet at anchor near the port of Den Helder on the 23rd of January 1795 you know, see, this is the Netherlands. I'm trying to think how would a how would a, an army capture a fleet in an unusual way? Could it be something like um, this is the Netherlands? There's polders everywhere and dams and dikes and what have you. Do they like break down a dam and let all the water out of whatever bay or lake they were in? I mean, is that wacky? You've or got ten we... seconds to so give me something. So wacky I think or we should go for that. I can't think of anything better. All right, did they somehow let all the water out and okay, reach well, the ships that way? It's a good idea, Dan. I'm afraid you're going to have to write that book, oh, Dan. Well. <laughs> it's a good idea there. Okay, across we go. You're getting control, but you might get a bonus here. Yeah. Uh, David and Paddy, do you know by what unusual method the French Revolutionary Forces captured that fleet? Something um, in the back of my mind um, about a fleet being towed away by, by, the, you know, by the anchor chains. That wouldn't be okay. Well, that sounds good. I mean, I I I, I thought that uh, I thought Dan was onto a winner there with his. Uh, <laughs> yeah, with his sneaky, so yeah, I, th- I think yours is a good shout there, David. Let's go for that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, no, the unusual method they used to capture the fleet was a cavalry charge. <laughs> the fleet ah. was. Uh, at anchor and it got iced in so it was all uh, iced across the, the whatever the bay mm. so the French cavalry just charged out there and surrounded the ships and yeah. said surrender <laughs> now for you okay you're in control red team here's your uh, next question in 2019 American actor Willem Dafoe was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Actor and the Golden Globe Award for Best Actor for his portrayal of which famous Dutchman 
in the film At Eternity's Gate. Oh, I think I've seen a poster for this and he had a a big bandage around his ear. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So I've I've been inclined to think it's uh, Van Van Gogh. Yeah, Van Van whatever you're having yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we'll go for that, I think. Yeah. Yep, 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 I know you know it. Okay, yeah. Vincent Van (laughs) Van Gogh. Van Gogh, yes. The painter dude, right? That's the one. That's correct, Vincent Van. Right, next question. What shallow bay was closed off from the North Sea by the construction of the Asflight Dyke during the 20th century, resulting in the reclamation of 1,500 square kilometres of land, which eventually became the province of Flevoland? Mm. What shallow mm. bay was closed off from the North Sea by the construction of the Asflight Dyke during the 20th century, resulting in the reclamation of 1,500 square kilometres of land, which eventually became the province of Flevoland. Oh, God. Um, so much for trying to build up a bit of momentum yeah. there. Uh, um, I, 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 just, I just don't know, really. Yeah. I mean, Flev- Flevoland might be a clue. I mean, yeah. could, it be Flev- could it be Flevo Bay? <laughs> could it be that simple? Yeah. Um, I certainly can't think of anywhere else. Is it... Do they have a different name for bays or anything? Because the only thing I, I can think of from my 15 ske- seconds sketchy knowledge of uh, Dutch history mm-hmm. is, is the Permapolder or something like that. Uh, I mean, if, if that's something that you know, let's let's go for that then, because I'm just okay. I'm just yeah, basing it on level Bay. Maybe Scratching go for that. He's oh. he's reaching towards the the, the, the no button. So yeah. All right, cross we go. You get the next question with a potential bonus here. What's the name of that shallow bay? That is no more. I'm not sure either. Then no. I mean the only the only stab I would have, and it's just a pure stab. Um, the Iselmere is one of those inland lakes. I think it's the one that's that's near Amsterdam. Now I don't know. Is that I can't even picture now the map in my head. Is it? Is it? Is that part of the sea or is it part of the kind of fenced in? But listen, yeah, unless we have anything else, we just go yeah, Iselmere. Right, not that there. Everybody was the Zyder Z. Ah, oh, stop. Oh, of oh. course. Oh. Yes, yeah, you do know how to do it, right? Okay, uh, Lee and Dan, your question: Which title was used for the official who was tasked with maintaining peace and provincial order in the early Dutch Republic? and at times became the de facto head of state of the Dutch Republic during the 16th to 18th centuries. What was that title? Hmm. The way he's asking it makes me think that this is something that this is a word we'll know and maybe a word that has kind of broadened its yeah. definition into a more modern usage. Can you give it just one more time, John? Sure thing. Which title was used for the official tasked with maintaining peace and provincial order in the early Dutch Republic and at times became the de facto head of state of the Dutch Republic during the 16th to 18th centuries? Nearly 200 years. Something along the lines of headmaster, possibly prime minister. Yeah, I think it's something like, uh, along those lines, but maybe, I don't know, sheriff or bailiff or... But I think bailiff, anyway, is a a much older word. But, you know, sheriff... yeah, you know, let's see if, if you want to go connotation for connotation of someone in charge of a whatever, a town or a okay, five a city, seconds. But, oh, okay, time's up. Should we just 
Go yeah. ahead, maybe try that, Sheriff. Okay. Mm. Craft they go. Yeah. Right. I was I was thinking uh, on those lines as well with bailiff of but uh, I'm wondering I'm wondering if is it something like because I'm trying to think of words that might sound Dutch. I'm so, thinking so maybe Dutch, like boss yeah. or something like that. Could it just be simple, something simple, uh, something as simple as boss? Yeah, that's a good. Should we go for that? Uh, oh, he, he took oh. it already. <laughs> well, I was going to say all of I didn't think there was much more debate <laughs> yeah. coming. Uh, there was, there was. I had no, two more options. This is not a common <laughs> word, but it is if you've any cursory knowledge of Dutch history. The stat holder. Oh, no. The houses of Orange <laughs> were the stat holders before they became the king. Uh, okay. All right. So uh, red team are in. This cheese is traditionally sold in rounded cylinders with a pale yellow interior and a coat or rind of red paraffin wax. Its ability to age and travel well and not spoil made it the world's, one of the world's most popular cheeses between the 14th and 18th centuries. It is named after which town in the province of North Holland? Sounds very Edam-y like. Yes, yes. Let's go. Yeah, let's go for that because I was ter- I was tying myself in knots with other cheeses. So yeah, let's go for Edam. 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 <laughs> and of course, it's made backwards. Yes, as everyone knows. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag quiz classic. Right. <laughs> uh, there are exactly four questions left in the set. So if you get them all, mm. you're going to run the board and get five points for the bonus. So let's see how we go. As depicted in the 1977 film A Bridge Too Far. During World War II's Operation Market Garden, the British 1st Airborne Division and the Polish 1st Independent Parachute Brigade were given the task of, but ultimately failed to secure, the key bridge over the Lower Rhine at which Dutch city? I think I was Arnhem, wasn't it? It is, yeah, that's Arnhem. Yeah, Arnhem. absolutely. Is correct, yes. Electronics giant Philips, DAF Trucks and the storage container manufacturer Brabantia were all founded in which city? In the southern Netherlands. Mm, so southern. as far as I can remember, David, yeah. I think PSV Eindhoven played the Philips Stadium and I don't think that's oh, yes. a coincidence. Yeah. yeah. So I think, shall we go for Eindhoven? Eindhoven is a, a powerhouse in the south. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there aren't too many, too many alternatives, are there? Yeah, I think I think yeah, I think they are. I think it is the Phillips Stadium because Phillips is such yeah. a big business in the area. Yeah. So shall we say Eindhoven? I I, I concur. Okay. Well done. Good. <laughs> yeah. Not only do they play at the Phillips Stadium, Paddy, but the P in PSV is Phillips. Oh, right. oh I see. Ah, right, right. And uh, Daft Trucks and Brabantia are also based mm. there. Now, two questions left. You are one point behind. Ooh. It's that tenth. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> what is the name of the internationally active TV production conglomerate founded by Dutch media tycoons John de Maal and Joop van den Enda that is known for creating and running reality, talent and game show franchises including Big Brother and Deal or No Deal? I think I know that one, Paddy. Yeah, I, th- I, yeah. Think, the, I think the clues in the... Yeah, the clues the end, finders. <laughs> yeah. End them all, is it? End them all, yeah, Endemol. that's the one. Right. Besides a level, and this is the last question in the set. Are we ready? Yep. Come on, Paddy. Let's give it a go. <laughs> sport question. The Dutch competitors' performance in this sport at the 2014 Winter Olympics, where they won 8 out of 12 events, 23 out of 36 medals, including four clean sweeps, is the most dominant performance in a single sport in Olympic history. In which sport did that occur? 
Is is that my friend coming back to help me? <laughs> um, would that be speed skating? Do you think? That was my that was my first and frankly only thought. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it would be quite nice as a if it, it uh, would top and tail the, the evening, the match, wouldn't it? <laughs> it, would, it would. Sure. Well, we yeah. Well, will we will we say death or glory and go for speed death skating? or glory, blades of honor. So you're going for you're going for speed skating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> it is 100 percent correct. Well done. Oh. So let us Come go. <laughs> Over we go to Clancy for a confirmation on tonight's final score. Blue team 20 points. Red team 22 points. Oh, a come from behind win oh. there. Well done. Oh, well done, chaps. Great lads. game. Well done. Great game. Fair Thanks so much, Dan. So hard luck to oh. Lee and Dan on the blue team, but a great performance Thanks, tonight. 22 points. Or 20 points, sorry. And well done to the red team of David and Paddy. That's Reds uh, off the mark for the season. I'm I'm high fiving you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm. Yeah, I'm virtually high fiving as well. <laughs> Did make his way to Claire Morris in three to five working days. Yeah. All right, thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, we will be back next week with another quiz about another country. Until then, all the best. Have a good time. Bye. Podcast Extra. Okay, hold on now. Um, I'm just about to um, introduce... Uh, thank you, Paddy. Uh, we, we'll now introduce our robot scorekeeper, Clancy. <laughs> I just haven't finished telling Clancy what to say. You're not on microphone, <laughs> Andrew, so shut up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he can't handle it. He just can't handle it, lads. Okay, the final person we have to meet tonight is, of course... our. So, Red Team, which one of you would like to go first? Okay, let's say, David, you're um, here in the room, so what do you say? do that. That's me, then. I think we ha- I actually... David, do you want to go first? Yeah. I might as well, yeah. I think we decided last year that would be a rule, and I just forgot that. So, if you're here, okay. you're first. Okay. So, that tightened things up, didn't it? Oh, <laughs> God, do I love the Highly finger impressive, boy. Uh, Finger knowledge there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Yeah, that, that, that very much was my uh, my time of the season. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, here, I'll play this little uh, piece of noise again, and we'll just get back to it. Now, do you know, I forgot to do something there in the outbreak. This will go out in the edit, but here we go. I'm going to toss a coin to see who's going first, because obviously we normally go whoever's trailing is first, but in this case... We'll have to toss the coin. David, you can see it's a it's a head and a harp, right? Lee's going to call. You're going to tell me what it says. Okay, go. Heads. It's it is a head. <laughs> it is a head. 